My name is Philia, and I'm here with my co-host, Yemi. Hey, guys. Welcome to Treading, Treading Faith. Faith. Treading Faith is a weekly podcast dedicated to diving into the deep end of open, honest, and fun conversations that surround our everyday life and Christ. Faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So, Yemi, what are we diving into today? Well, Philia, we are in the season of the power of parables, where we take a closer look at the parables of Jesus Christ and we put a current spin on it. Jesus Christ gave us these parables to give us insight into the kingdom of God and teach us life lessons. So today, the parable that we're going to be covering is the parable of the unforgiving servant. This parable can be found in the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 21 to 34. I'm reading from the NIV version, but feel free to use any version you like. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, How many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. But then the servant went out. He found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could repay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master, the king, called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he could repay back all the debt. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother and sister from your heart. This is the parable of the unforgiven servant. Amen. Wow. Now that parable really, 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 I find really interesting because it it just talks about this idea of, of forgiveness. So tell Mm -hmm. me, what is your take? How can you break this down for us to really understand what this parable is is saying? So I, I think this, This parable, yes, is about forgiveness, but it's also about hypocrisy Mm. because you have this servant and and some call it the unforgiven servant. Some call it the unmerciful servant. Some call it the wicked servant. I mean, you have this man who owes the king so much debt that the king orders him and his family and everything he has to be sold 
so that they can repay the debt, which will probably wouldn't even be enough to repay the debt. And then he begs for forgiveness. And as soon as he gets relieved of his debt, he goes out to to uh, to be harsh to someone else who owes him less than what he owed. Mm -hmm. And then he's like violent towards him. He orders him to be jailed. And we know that if you're in jail, you can't repay your debt. So it doesn't even make sense. And this this second servant asked for mercy, just as the first servant asked the king for mercy. But he didn't give him mercy. Mm. He was like, no. <laughs> and luckily, other people saw because they were like, this is the craziest right. thing we ever saw. And they reported right. him to the king. And the king was like, nah, you're going to be tortured until you can repay your debt. And we all know if you're going to be tortured. You can't repay your right. debt. Right. And so the king used the same standard that he used on someone else. And and Jesus uses this parable to tell us like, listen, unless you forgive your brothers and sisters, we're going to judge you the same standard that you use for them. And Jesus is the king or God is the king. And he already forgave our debts, right? right? We already know that Jesus paid our debt when he died on the cross for us. So we have to, he's telling us, he's commanding us to forgive our brothers and sisters and don't be hypocrites, right? Because we freely take Jesus' forgiveness. We were like, yeah, he died. So I, you know, I don't have to do this. My Lord, Jesus died for my sins. You know, like I'm forgiven. Like we can wave our hands and say all these magic words, but then we go out and we treat our brother, our sister, our neighbors, our friends. You know, we, we all talk about enemies. I remember Hearing on the bus recently, this young girl saying, if my op is there, uh, you know, my op better not approach me. And, you know, I had to Google op, right? <laughs> and I'm like, this girl got opposition? Is she talking about the devil? Because who is up to get her? So, you know, it's just like we, we live in a culture where we're always talking about our haters yeah, and our enemies. Exactly. Like we're always harboring on this negativity against people. Mm-hmm. And the same time, some of us are saying that we're Christians. Right. 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 Like we claim that we're we're followers of Jesus Christ and he's telling us to forgive. I mean, right. he told this parable because Peter said, how many times can I forgive? Right. You know, like someone who does something bad right. to you right. and they do it over and over right. again. And he's like, well, how many times do I have to forgive right. someone? Seven times. Right. And Jesus is like, no, 77. Right. And he's just exaggerating. Yes. Exaggerating. That's really interesting. Um, you know, I, I love the fact that you mentioned that it's about forgiveness and about hypocrisy because too many times we don't walk the talk, you know, mm. it's like we want God to forgive us, but then we are so quick to harbor resentment for others that we can't even be free. Yeah. You know, and, and we talk about this idea that forgiveness is not about the person. It, it's, it's, it's about you, you yeah. know, and if you're not forgiving, you're blocking your blessings because how can you ultimately be free and allow God in if you can't forgive when God has completely forgiven us? you know, for our sins. And and Jesus has been the intercessor for us because we can't reach God without Jesus, you know? So who are we? Like, why would we, we are so low on the totem pole when it comes to that, that if, if we are looking to become more Christ-like, then why can't we be more forgiving? And that's why I think when Jesus says not seven times, but 77, he exaggerates the the number because he's basically trying to say infinitely, Mm. like forgiveness is not a, a, a destination. It's a journey. You got to just keep forgiving. Mm -hmm. It's not finite. It's infinite. 
Yeah. You got to keep it, just keep going and you continue to forgive, you continue to forgive. So this is why I think this parable is, is so important for us to really, really, really understand what Jesus is trying to say. Yeah. I mean, I, I like that Jesus answered Peter with, with this uh, hyperbole, hyperbole yeah. right. <laughs> because he's like, cause, cause to Peter, like seven times is a lot. He's like, I gotta forgive seven times. Right. And Jesus is like, nah, 77, seven, right, like right. looking at him, like I can imagine the look on his face. Right. Like, no, do you not understand what I'm trying to teach you here about the kingdom of heaven? Your debts are paid. Right. And you should use the same standard mm-hmm that was given to you onto your brothers and sisters, right? right? right. We know that the greatest commandment is to love your, your, your father, God above all. And the second is your neighbors as you love yourself. Mm. And so this part about forgiving infinitely, Mm -hmm. you know, he's trying to tell us that we need to just forgive our brothers and sisters or, or God judgment day comes, we're going to be treated the same. I mean, it's usually the other, the other side that, that, that happens, right. It's usually like someone doesn't forgive you. So then you don't forgive someone, right? Like you just return the favor. If someone forgives you, then you forgive the the other person because you're returning the favor, right? Like it's, what is it? Good passes on. What's that? What's that term when you, you pass on the good pay pay forward. forward, Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like pay it forward, whether Mm -hmm. good or bad, right? We all know that if someone's having a bad day, they may take it out on you. That may make you have a bad day and you take it on some, on someone else. Or if you, you know, someone can be really nice to you that brightens you up. You're Mm -hmm. nice to someone. Like we all know that it has a trickling down down effect. And so, you know, this is how the kingdom of heaven works. And he's mm-hmm. saying at the top of the food chain mm-hmm. is the ultimate forgiveness. Right. So when you trickle down, mm-hmm. it better be forgiveness after forgiveness right. after forgiveness. And it doesn't matter how many times you're violated right. because the forgiveness that we got right. is for eternal life. That's the greatest gift. Mm-hmm. Someone died for us mm-hmm. to have this everlasting life. Right. So right. how much more would it be for us to forgive the, the slights of this world? I mean, this the time that we're here is short compared to eternal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we have to be forgiven, but it's easier said than done, right, Philia? It's easier said than done. I like this idea of the trickle-down effect because forgiveness is like a domino effect. Mm-hmm. You, I, I think this is what uh, Jesus is basically trying to say, that it started at the top of the food chain. This is the highest, this is the utmost, this is the most righteous. So... It, we have to continue to pay it forward, like you said, you know, and you would hope that with this trickle down effect that as this servant was being forgiven, he too will look at it and say, wait a minute, I was in your shoes. I'm empathetic. Then I too forgive you mm-hmm. and hope that person can do the same thing. Because really, if everyone did that and just took that, um, that moral lesson, I think that more people would be kind, more people would be more righteous, more people would be, you know, living in alignment with God, because that is very Christ-like is to yeah. be forgiven. And we harbor a lot of resent. We harbor a lot of offense. We harbor a lot of hate. And that's where that all comes from is because we cannot, we, we're hypocritical about things. We are hypocrites to others, but we can't, you know, but we can't forgive you know, to make things better and, and, and become more righteous. So it's really important when we talk about this journey, you know, it's infinite. You got to keep doing it. You have to keep doing it. You have to keep paying it forward. Right. I mean, and what's at stake here? Mm -hmm. 
everlasting life. Everlasting, I mean, the I mean, stakes hey, are great. The stakes are great. Just forgive. You know what I see this forgiveness as? You remember Price is Right, the game Plinkle? That's uh, the game where they put the the little puck and the puck goes down and okay. people are okay. So I look at it that way. Like no matter what number it lands on, it's still a winner. Now, of course, you hope that it's the twenty five thousand dollar one, but you're always a winner, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think of that like like forgiveness like that. You know, you 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 forgive and then you want others to do the same to you, and you just continue that and you continue to pay it forward, like you mentioned. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. It, 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 there's no loss in forgiving. No loss I mean, we harbor these this these feelings of anger and mm-hmm. resentment and frustration mm-hmm. against people. But like Philia said, you're you're holding it. It's pent up frustration with you. You may not be able to sleep. You may be having anxiety. You may be feeling anger. You might have uh, your blood pressure might rise because you are harboring harboring some anger towards someone because you don't want to forgive and. It doesn't matter what that person does. Mm -hmm. When Jesus says forgive, it's a commandment and we just need to be able to do it. But how do we get there? Mm -hmm. Because it's uh, we're human and it's not going to be overnight. Now, I kind of feel like thinking about that. This is a tool of the devil because the stakes are high. The prize is everlasting life. So if he can keep you in anger and resentment and uh, and all of these feelings for a long time, then you're not going to get, you're not unlocking the keys to the kingdom. You're staying stagnant, right? Because you're going to be judged by the same standard that you're judging. Mm -hmm. So that's a tool. That's why the whole like talking about my op, my op, that it's a culture of having enemies, having haters. My haters are my greatest motivator. Right. I know I always talk about Instagram because I live on it. So, um, so, you know, one of the things that people say is that, you know, uh, are you extra? You just tell your head, um, hater, I'm not extra. You're just basic, right? Like mm. everything comes with a negative connotation right, for right. someone else, right. right? We just can't just be, be. like, happy sad like in our moment it doesn't have to be about anybody else and or someone causing you or someone talking about you Mm -hmm. like when I always see this I'm like but who's talking about you like do you really have that much haters because I know I am too preoccupied with what's going on in my life (laughs) to have to to hate someone else right like I just have too much going on it's not not enough space and like even when i am angry with someone and i'm holding on it weighs on my chest i actually physically do not have enough space for that mental capacity it is taking up room that i could be doing something productive i'm thinking about it i'm ruminating on it i'm you know we talked about this before like sometimes we're plotting our revenge right right? like let's come (laughs) on can we use that motivation that's so unnecessary right we could be plotting something good like Like, jesus is coming what are we gonna do about it (laughs) how do we plot for that right (laughs) instead of thinking about revenge Revenge, right like we you know like what if what if jesus is like you slighted me how many times do we slight jesus and he's like well i'm gonna pay you back i'm gonna pay you back i'm gonna pay you back or each time let's not get into heaven you're not getting into heaven but his is unconditional. unconditional. God's That's love so is unconditional. Um, I mean, yeah. I know I've harbored resentment anger and, and resentment anger. towards people in mm-hmm. my life that I held on for a, a very long time. And, you know, I was bitter. Yeah. I was bitter. Um, but when I decided to let go of like certain things that have happened to me, it was 
it was cathartic. I mm. cried through the process mm. because I was just like, what is holding, what is, why, why am I holding onto this anger and this resentment? What I had to think about is the person completely living their lives, mm. right? Like these people have done these, have wronged me and I'm sitting here bitter in the in a corner sulking and they're living their best lives mm. having no thought about what they did they can sleep well at night but i can't mm. and i was just like why is this why am i letting this keep me down and then the same thing you apply it to different situations right because everyone is now out to get me you know someone does something that's similar to what someone said or did to me in the past, I'm automatically applying it. Oh, you about to do this. Oh, oh you about to say this. Because you're holding, holding on, on to right. something from your past that right. doesn't apply anymore. Right, right. It's right. it's it's not only you're not only being a wicked servant, mm -hmm. but it's just it's unproductive, right. right? Like we talk about productivity all the time, mm -hmm. but it's not, it doesn't serve you well. It actually hurts, hurts you. you. Like when you're applying that anger to someone else or you're, you're holding on to something and you apply to every other situation, you're robbing yourself of joy and happiness. You're robbing yourself of fully embracing mm. a situation mm. Mm. as is or accepting it. Yeah, accepting it as it is or seeing the good in it because you you already have your shades on, right? Mm -hmm. Like people say rose-colored rose glasses. glasses right? You have mm -hmm. like dark shades on, right? Yeah. Everything is cloudy. Right. And, and that's not how we want to live our mm -hmm. life, right? Jesus can make all things new. He can make all mm -hmm. things great for us. And, and we have, we want that, right? Don't you want that? Yes, absolutely. I mean, Jesus concludes this parable, you know, by saying, so will my heavenly father also do to you if you don't each forgive his brother from your hearts for his misdeeds, right? It, it's it's like, it, it's that idea that forgive us our, our debts as we also forgive our debtors. Well, if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. Amen. 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 I mean, I like that you said that he concludes that because mm -hmm. he says, you know, you, you, unless you forgive your brother and, or sister mm -hmm. from your heart, he makes sure he says it's your heart yeah, because yes. a lot of times we say we forgive you or you're like, oh, it's nothing. Don't worry about it. But we He's haven't, yeah, we haven't fully forgiven. Fully, right. So Jesus adds that part mm -hmm. that, you know, forgiveness comes from your yeah. heart, not just Amen. from the words, your heart and your yes. heart determines your actions, right? Proverbs 4.23 says, keep your heart with vigilance mm. for from it, the springs flows, the springs of life, right? Springs mm -hmm. of life flow from your heart. That's why he's saying you need to forgive with your heart, yes, yes. not just your words, yes, your heart. heart. And that's why at the end of our prayers, we always say from the words of our mouths to the meditation of our hearts may it be acceptable in thy sight. Amen. 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 <laughs> right? Yeah. That's where that comes from. So think about this. Yeah. Think about this when you are are trying to forgive or yes. when you're thinking about have you forgiven someone? <gasps> what does your heart dictate? Does your actions show? Because sure. you could say it, but does your actions show that you have forgiven the person? And this is not to say that someone who has done something really crazy to you, you should let them back into your circle of trust, right, your right. home, whatever, like people violate, they got to stay on the outside, right. but forgiving them means that you have let go of right, that. Right. And you can still love from afar. You can still <laughs> love from afar. Right. I mean, you're supposed to love. love. It's hard to love 
certain people, but yes. it's something you can work on. And that is your moral obligation because that's what God wants for us. It's yeah, it's the command because we're going to be judged by the same standard. Yes. So just try, yes. try and just you can test yourself by seeing how you react to the person. Because even if the person is not in your circle, mm -hmm. when their name comes up, do you, does your heart start pounding? Right. Do you start getting angry all over again? Or you're just like, mm, right. okay, like not just let it go, but really forgive from okay. your heart. The heart. Have mm -hmm. no anger or malice anymore. Yes. Amen. All right. Well, I think this was a wonderful parable and it's really something that, resonates and helps us to be able to think this through. So I would hope that everyone can take this and, and, and do well with it. So um, we thank you for listening and stay tuned for announcements and our closing prayer. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today. We hope you enjoyed our discussion on the parable of the unforgiven servant. Before we end, we have a few announcements and then we will close with a prayer. First, we would like to announce that we will be back next Wednesday with another podcast on the parable of the workers in the vineyard. This can be found in the book of Matthew chapter 20 verses 1 to 16. We are super, super excited to be back on tonight with our Wisdom Wednesdays YouTube live discussion where we will be covering the power of parables and how they relate to our lives in Christ. This will take place tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern. Don't miss it. Lastly, our weekly podcast, Treading Faith, is available on Apple, Spotify, and Google. Please check out our Instagram page for updates. And don't forget to follow us, like us, comment, and share with your family, friends, and neighbors alike. Now, let us join together in prayer. We believe in the power of prayer. See, God desires that we come to him and be restored back into his grace and favor. Isaiah 55, 11 says God's word does not come back void. Since our prayers are strengthened in numbers, we ask that you come in agreement with us for this closing prayer. Dear merciful God, thank you. Thank you for your gift of forgiveness. Your only begotten son loved us so much that he came to earth and experienced the worst pain imaginable so we could be forgiven. Your mercy flows to us in spite of our fault and failures. Your word says to clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. Help us demonstrate unconditional love today even to those who hurt us. We understand that even though we feel scared, oh Lord, our emotions don't have to control our actions. Father, may your sweet words saturate our mind and direct our thoughts. Help us release the hurt and begin to love as Jesus loves. We want to see our offender through our Savior's eyes. If we can't be forgiven, so can he. I understand there is no level to your love, O oh God. We are all your children, and you desire for us to be happy. You teach us to let the peace that comes from Christ rule in our hearts. When we forgive in words, allow your Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with peace. We pray this peace that only comes from Jesus Christ will rule in our heart, keeping out doubt, 
and questions. Above all, O Lord, we are thankful, not just for today, not just for this week, but always. Thank you for the reminder that we are always thankful. With gratitude, we can draw closer to you and let go of unforgiveness. With gratitude, we can see the person who caused us pain as a child. Heavenly Father, we ask that you accept us and help us find the compassion that comes with true forgiveness. When we see the person who hurt us, O oh Lord, bring this prayer back to our remembrance so we can take any ungodly thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ. And may the confidence of Christ in our heart guide us into the freedom of forgiveness. We praise you for the work you are doing in our lives, in the past, in the present, and in the future, O oh Lord. May the words of our mouths and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing to you, O oh Lord, our rock and our redeemer. In Jesus' precious name, may we all come in agreement and say, amen, amen, and amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope to see you for our YouTube live tonight. Until then, have a happy and safe week. We love you. Bye.